Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Armenian News Network Rung. I'm Aspet Bedrosian. This episode is being recorded on October 5th, 2023. The 2020 defeat in the second war in Artsakh culminated last week in the complete surrendering of Artsakh to Azerbaijan by Pashinyan's government. But is the conflict over? In this Conversations on Grung episode, we'll take a look at the aftermath of the great exodus of Armenians from their indigenous lands in Artsakh and what Armenia is facing geopolitically at this juncture. I am joined by Dr. Benjamin Boosian, who is a senior fellow at APRI Armenia, a Yerevan-based think tank, and he's also the chairman of the Center for Political and Economic Strategic Studies. Dr. Boosian has a very interesting article in the Armenian Weekly, Hyrenic newspaper, titled what may happen if Azerbaijan launches a new attack against Armenia? So we thought we'd talk about this with him. Benjamin, thanks for joining us today. Aspet, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you. The same here. So even though we've been seeing the demise of the Artsakh Republic coming ever since the defeat on the 44-day war in 2020, I guess most Armenians, both in the Republic as well as the diaspora, had held out hope that it would not come to pass. You and many experts we talk to weekly on our show have been warning of this disastrous outcome for three years now. So is the conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan over? Yeah, definitely no, because Nagorno-Karabakh was one of the primary component of the conflict, but not the only one. Still, we have the issues of enclaves, which Azerbaijan demands. We have the issue of corridor, whatever Azerbaijan called it, corridor routes or etc., they have a clear plan, strategic plan. At the end of the day, Azerbaijan and Turkey should have joined land border. So they may start from simply roots under whoever control, Russian control, Armenian control, joint Russian-Armenian control. But strategic goal is Azerbaijan and Turkey should have land border. And let's not forget that this is a strategic goal starting from not even 2018, starting from 1918, immediately after the collapse of uh, Russian empire when Azerbaijan state first was established. On the third issue, now Azerbaijan is circulating this idea of Western Azerbaijan. Many in Armenia believe that this is complete bullshit, but for Azerbaijan it's not a bullshit. It's a quite strong concept, supported by President Aliyev. Just a few days ago, I believe on September 25, there was a special hearing in Azerbaijani parliament how to realize this Western Azerbaijan concept. And what does it concept mean? This concept means that almost entire Armenia is declared as a historical Azerbaijani land, and Azerbaijan demands that hundreds of thousands, again, not 5,000, not 10,000, hundreds of thousands of Azerbaijanis should come and live in Armenia. And Armenia should provide them shelter, provide them apartments, provide them uh, security, rights, education in Azerbaijani language, mosques, etc., etc. Yes, now for many, it's maybe themed like a science fiction. But if in 2017, I would say that Nagorno-Karabakh Republic will be completely destroyed, all Armenians will be forced out, and all former and current president of Nagorno-Karabakh Republic will be put in jail in Baku, people will say that this is complete science fiction. So no, conflict is not over. In fact, this is why negotiations continue, and the latest scheduled summit was to be today, October 5, in Granada, Spain. But just yesterday, Aliyev declined to attend... He reportedly requested that Turkish President Erdogan be present at the summit, as well as the French, German, and EU leaders. They refused, and so Aliyev bailed out. Clearly, he's unhappy, and he didn't like the picture in Granada. And this does not portend well for the so-called peace treaty that Pashinyan and his circles keep pushing. 
What does this mean for the state of the negotiations between Armenia and Azerbaijan, Benjamin? Okay, my understanding is that Azerbaijan is not in a hurry to sign a peace agreement, especially after the destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh Republic. Now they have a possibility to focus all their force against Armenia. And I'm not speaking only about military force, but also diplomatic force. Yes, Azerbaijan declined the Granada meeting, telling that he did not like to see face of Macron anytime else. Also, he indicated that he is ready to continue negotiations on original trilateral Brussels format. I mean, Pashinyan, Aliyev, and Charles Michel. Probably by the end of October 2023, meeting will take place in Brussels between Aliyev, Pashinyan, and Charles Michel. But again, I don't believe that Azerbaijan is hurry to sign a peace agreement. They will continue to pressure Armenia. They will see what the reactions are from Russia, Iran, West, EU, United States regarding the complete destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh Republic. They even could launch some escalation along Armenia-Azerbaijan border by the end of 2023 or maybe in 2024 using also the election year. Let's not forget early June 2024 elections in European Union, European Parliament. Then November 2024 election in the United States. But we all know that election seasons will officially start in January 2024 with primaries. Right. So negotiations may continue. And uh, again, I don't exclude even more. I believe that by the end of October, a uh, meeting will take place in Brussels between Pashinyan, Aliyev, and Michel. But let's remember how many uh, meetings took place in Brussels. April 2022, May 2022, August 2022, then uh, May 2023, July 2023. Then there was a uh, meeting in Prague, October 2022, with Macron. Then meeting in Chisnau, uh, June 1st, 2023, with Macron and Schultz. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't see any peace agreement. Instead, we see more and more aggressive Azerbaijan. And we see the complete destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh by force, Nagorno-Karabakh Republic, and ethnic cleansing of Armenians. So my understanding is Azerbaijan is not in a hurry to sign peace agreement. He will put more and more pressure to Armenia because they understand that Armenia is weak. They understand that Armenia will become weaker, also domestically, because more and more our society will become polarized regarding whom to blame for this terrible tragedy. There are different narratives. Some blame Prime Minister Pashinyan, some blame Russia, some blame former authorities, some blame Karabakh authorities, some blame everyone. Well, it's like a blame circle. Everybody's blaming somebody else. it's a blame circle, but it's clear that uh, this terrible tragedy which happened like uh, we all studied in our history textbooks that genocide took place, that hundreds of thousands of Armenians were marched, were forcefully deported, mm-hmm. and we were surprising, okay, how this is possible? But then answer was that, okay, at that time there was no independent statehood. Armenia lost its independence 600 years ago, if we consider Cilicia, or even 900 years ago, if we con- consider Bagratid Kingdom. So there was a more or less answer that, okay, if you do not have statehood, if you are part of different empires, then you can face this terrible outcome. But if you have independent republic, 32 years old, and even two independent republics, and then you are facing the terrible this terrible tragedy, then definitely, again, society will become more polarized, which means that Armenia will become more and more weaker internally. And in this case, why Azerbaijan should sign any peace agreement? Well, so if they're not interested in signing any kind of a peace agreement, that means they believe that they can maybe come to um, further beneficial solutions using force. Could Azerbaijan attack Armenia? And if so, what scenarios might unfold? I think the term 
code maybe is not a precise term because Azerbaijan already attacked Armenia three times there were incursions into Armenian territory. May 2021, November 2021, September 2022. And right. these three incursions were big incursions and uh, there are different calculations, but minimum 150 square kilometer and up to 200, 220 square kilometer of Armenian territory is under Azerbaijani control. And definitely Azerbaijan is not going to give them back. And these are some strategic heights. So now Azerbaijan has a fire control over uh, the highways, which connects uh, Yerevan with Sunik and also Yerevan with Iran. So Azerbaijan already attacked Armenia three times. What was the reaction of international community in Russia? Almost, Almost nothing. nothing. Only after September 2022, European Union decided to deploy observer mission. First two months duration, then two year duration, February 2023, February 2025. Very nice. Somehow this is a political deterrence, but we understand that this observer mission is not a military deterrence. So if Azerbaijan decides to take again, these observers can do nothing. They can say, send report to Brussels that Azerbaijan attacked. But if it's a large-scale attack, regardless of their report, everything will be clear. So Azerbaijan attacked Armenia, and I don't see why Azerbaijan is not going to attack Armenia more. Like, who is going to do anything? So if it does attack, can you walk us through some of the scenarios that are going to unfold? Okay, here is a very interesting point, because let's not forget that South Caucasus is a part of this geopolitical war, or real war, between Russia and the West, especially Russia and the United States. So what is going Azerbaijan to do, what Armenia is going to do, we should also view this through the prism of this Russia-US confrontation. What US wants from South Caucasus, what Russia wants from South Caucasus. What US wants from South Caucasus, it's very, very clear. Less and less Russia less and less Iran. This is uh, very clear. So from this perspective, the dangerous thing for Armenia is that if United States believes that the destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh Republic and full expulsion of Armenians from Nagorno-Karabakh will bring the withdrawal of Russian peacekeepers from Nagorno-Karabakh, at least after November 2025, or even maybe earlier, and the destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh Republic will trigger more anti-Russian sentiment in Armenia, which, by the way, we are witnessing, because there is a huge propaganda that Russia sold out Karabakh, and many people now hate Russia, telling that we should kick out Russians. Okay, very well. I believe if I'm sitting in the Washington and I'm sitting in the White House, I will be only happy. Russian peacekeepers will soon leave Nagorno-Karabakh. Excellent. And Armenia, which was a power base of Russia in South Caucasus, becoming more and more anti-Russian. Also excellent. So, from this perspective, we see that humiliations of Armenia in the battlefield, number one, November 2020. Second humiliation, complete destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh, September 2023. And we see that after each time of this humiliation, we see more and more anti-Russia Armenia, which theoretically, or which practically, could be used for the United States. So, if really someone in the United States believes that every time when Armenia loses, it's become more anti-Russian, and destruction of Nagorno-Karabakh will result in kicking out Russian peacekeepers from Azerbaijan or from Nagorno-Karabakh. And at the end of the day, it will facilitate Armenia-Azerbaijan peace, Armenia-Turkey normalization, and then Armenia will say goodbye to Russia and kick out also Russian military base. Then we are in a very big position. Because theoretically, while publicly stating that no attacks against Armenia are absolutely unacceptable, and we all heard high-level U.S. state department official who stated on September 14, we send a clear message to uh, Azerbaijan that we will not tolerate 
any attack against Nagorno-Karabakh. Five days later, Azerbaijan attacked. Nothing happened in U.S.-Azerbaijan relations. Nothing, zero. Only some congressmen or senators published some letters which have zero value. Let me also note that we just learned yesterday that the U.S., Russia, and the EU held a meeting reportedly to discuss a resolution to the Nagorno-Karabakh standoff, as they called it, in Istanbul on September 17, only two days before the launch of Aliyev's offensive on Artsakh. Yes, meeting took place. We'll link to the article in our show notes, but it seems to me that the meeting request was initiated by Turkey on behalf of Azerbaijan, perhaps to inform or perhaps to get passive blessing for the offensive which killed hundreds of Armenians and culminated in the expulsion of 100,000 Armenians from Artsakh. Okay, it's, uh, frankly speaking, it's difficult to speculate what the meeting was about, even the date of meeting. It was 17th of September or a little bit. Uh, September 17th, it said, yeah. 17, yes. Okay, it was in Politico, but also there were some discussions that maybe not September 17th, but because there is absolutely no other source of information, I would not like to speculate they discussed Azerbaijani attack or they discussed something else. But again, uh, viewing the situation in front of Caucasus, we should understand that this is also part of geopolitical war between uh, the United States and Russia. So U.S. is interested to kick out Russia from South Caucasus. Russia definitely is interested to stay in the South Caucasus. So what message should Armenia now send to everyone? The key message is that, okay, if someone in Washington believes that defeating Armenia more and more and humiliating Armenia more and more will make Russia weaker and weaker in South Caucasus because they will be kicked out from Nagorno-Karabakh, no Armenians, no Russian peacekeepers, and if Armenia will suffer more and more, then Armenia will become more and more anti-Russia, or at the end of the day, Armenia will become like Georgia, similar to the first term of President Mikhail Saakashvili, I mean, immediately after the Rose Revolution, 2004, mm-hmm. 2005, 2006, 2007. The message should be sent to the West and the, to the United States that, look, guys, yes, as of now, humiliations and defeats of Armenia brought, created more anti-Russia Armenia, and theoretically, it's made also result in withdrawal of Russian peacekeepers or Russian troops from Azerbaijan. But this process is not endless. So if there will be a large-scale attack against Armenia, then at the end of the day, Armenia may be forced, I'm not sure current government or maybe there will be a change of government, but Armenia will be forced to knock the Russian door and simply beg Russia, please come and save us because we don't want to become a city-state. Mm-hmm. Like everything is under Azerbaijani control, there is only... Uh, one big city, Yerevan, and some other small cities around Yerevan, like Artashat, Razdan, Abovyan, and this is under Turkish control. At the end of the day, Armenia may really beg Russia, telling that, okay, save us. And this will bring more Russia into South Caucasus, first in Armenia, but also into South Caucasus. So this should be told to the United States, and also let's not forget about Iran, because again, clear, US wants zero Iran in South Caucasus, but if Azerbaijan attacks Armenia, nobody knows what Iran can do. Of course, the Iranian foreign policy decision-making process is complicated. It's very challenging sitting here in Yerevan to say by 100% Iran will intervene militarily, Iran will not intervene militarily. But fact is fact that Iran's position is very clear. Any attack against Armenia, especially any land border between Azerbaijan and Turkey, which Iran calls nato Panturanis corridor, this is absolutely unacceptable for Iran, which means that in case of large large-scale attack of Azerbaijan, at the end of the day, we will see no Armenia free from Russia and under some Turkish uh, or Western protectorate, albeit with much reduced borders. But maybe we will see Armenia more under Russian and Iranian control. 
In fact, two days ago, Benjamin, I think that the Iranians proposed that they send observers to Armenia-Azerbaijan borders. Uh, and yes, the day after, I think that, and the day after, I think Armen Grigorian met with, um, I can't remember who the official was. Uh, Armen Grigorian met with several officials there. He met the uh, president of Iran, Mr. Raisi. He met the minister of foreign affairs. He met his counterpart. Right, uh, that's right. Leader of uh, this supreme Council of National Security, but also interestingly, immediately after Armin Grigorian, special representative President Aliyev was sent to Tehran yesterday, and probably even he was in Tehran also on October 5. But again, the same message was told both Armin Grigorian and to Azerbaijani special representative of Azerbaijani president. Iran will not tolerate the establishment of Zangezur corridor. So Azerbaijan may attack. Some in the West may think that, okay, this will completely kick out Russia from South Caucasus, so let's turn blind eye, and then we may criticize, we may even speak about sanctions, we may even put symbolic sanctions on Azerbaijan, or we may send more humanitarian aid to Armenia, but the Armenian task is to say that, okay, guys, we fully understand that for you, geopolitics is first, and you don't care about anyone, but even from pure geopolitical point of view, Azerbaijani attack against Armenia may result in more Russia and Iran in Armenia, which means also more Russia and Iran in South Caucasus, while, while the message to the Russia and Iran would be that, okay, especially to the Russia, that, okay, we fully understand that Azerbaijan and Turkey is really very important for you, especially after the war in Ukraine. You need Azerbaijan for international north-south corridor, Russia, Azerbaijan, Iran, and then VRC to India and some other Asian countries. We understand that you use Turkey to circumvent Western sanctions, and this is a business of billions, if not tens of billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. We all this fully understand, but the constant sacrifice of Armenian interests by Russia, for whatever reasons, regardless they like our government, don't like our government, or what they think or what they don't think, at the end of the day can really result in the complete first defeat of Armenia. And then, yes, Armenia may become a smaller country, Armenia may use some territories to Azerbaijan, but at the end of the day, Armenia can be transformed into really anti-Russia, similar to Georgia of the years of 2004, 2005, 2006, which I don't believe is in Russia's or Iranian interest. So these two messages should be sent because, again, any large-scale attack against Armenia, I'm not speaking about border skirmishes. Unfortunately, we have border skirmishes almost only daily or weekly basis. And unfortunately, one or two soldiers is being killed per week or per month. I'm speaking about large-scale attack at least in the scope of attack of September 2022. So a message should be sent both to Russia and the United States that, okay, guys, if you believe that further humiliation or defeat of Armenia can somehow be useful both for United States and for Russia for different reasons, both you are making mistakes. So better minimum to stop President Aliyev, to stop attacking Armenia. And then we all should wait how the Russian US are going to make some deal I don't know when and what deal, to make some deal, how to come to agreement on the new security architecture in, in Europe. Because the current war in Ukraine is definitely not about Ukraine. Ukraine simply is battlefield. Unfortunately for Ukrainians, the country is being destroyed, but no one cares. Yeah. The real battle is about new European security architecture. And this can be done only through some understanding between Russia and the United States sooner or later. And if this agreement is reached, then we will see what role South Caucasus will have in this new security architecture. Until then, we should first secure Armenia's territorial 
integrity. And second, we should understand that we should keep Artsakh population inside, the, inside Armenia. We should keep Artsakh state institutions working in Armenia or outside Armenia if Armenia does not like. Because again, as far as there is global turmoil and turbulence in geopolitics, nothing can be excluded. So we should not say, okay, now Armenia is another Western. Now Karabakh or Artsakh is another Western Armenia. Nothing can be done. So Stefan Akert is one, Karin or Yerzenka. Definitely not. Mm. Yeah, very interesting priorities you outlined there. Okay, let's leave it there for today. Thank you for your time, Benjamin. Let's talk soon on one of our Week in Review shows. Thanks, Aspet. Okay, that was our show. We hope you found it informative. Please find us on social media and follow us, like us, subscribe to us, and so on. You can find our links on our profile pages. Thanks, and talk to you soon. <laughs>